It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, guys? It is D and Ed back with you guys with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is a new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need. You can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. Guys, I really wish, you know, the Wizards had us East Coast folk stay up late to watch them play a competitive brand of basketball, but they didn't. Now, people who didn't watch the game may look at the box score and say, oh, 107-113 came down to the wire. No, it did not. The Wizards cut it down to like seven towards the end. Jokic got ejected because um, he got hit in the groin and he was upset. Then he got ejected. The Wizards made a little fake comeback attempt. I never got excited because I already knew what it was about to be. Uh, but majority of the game, Nuggets got what they wanted. Um, Nikola Jokic, 28 points, 19 rebounds, 9 assists in 31 minutes. It's pretty easy. Uh, Morris had 22 points. It's pretty easy. Aaron Gordon, 16. Pretty easy. I mean, it was it was just easy for the Nuggets tonight. And I mean, hey, before I get, <laughs> I'm getting all into it, before I get into all my thoughts, what were your main takeaways and thoughts from this game? It was rough. I mean, we were down by 33 at one point. We were getting ran out of the gym, and this was West Unsell Junior's homecoming. You know, they did the little tribute on the. Jumbotron for West, and this is how his homecoming went. They just ran us out of the gym. Mike Malone uh, coached us out of the gym, and it wasn't all West's fault. But Nikola Jokic, this is with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. He had 29 points, uh, 19 rebounds, and nine assists. And he got ejected with like six minutes left. This is, he had this stat line with 10 minutes left in the game. He put on a clinic. I mean, he had a couple of no look passes. We were trying to double team, that didn't work. Uh, Daniel Gaffer had three quick fouls. Um, all these games we getting blown out. The only game we haven't gotten blown out in the last five games was the Pistons game. This is a trend. This is what's going on in these last five games. Um, started out ten and three, and now we're fifteen and thirteen, and we're we're just, we're getting ran out of the gym right now. Something I don't know what it is. I don't know if something happened in the locker room, but something has definitely changed. Um, and just just looking at Bradley Bill, you look at his career numbers. This is his 25th game of the season. He's posting his worst field goal percentage in six seasons, his worst scoring average in five seasons, and worst three-point percentage of his career. And he's averaging a career high in turnovers. Now, he didn't turn the ball over much tonight, but he kind of wasn't – he was basically a non-factor. Um, they put Aaron Gordon on him. I got I to give Aaron Gordon his props. He did a good job guarding Bradley Bill. And uh, last night I said, you know, no guard could guard him. And Monte Morris, I didn't think that was a good matchup to guard Bradley Bill. But, you know, Mike Malone was smart. He put Aaron Gordon on him, a guy that can move his feet and is tall and has a long wingspan. Uh, we let Campazzo 
do an and one mixtape tour. He looked like Skip to my Lou. He looked like Sham got out there. This man was doing behind the back passes, no look passes. I mean, you cannot let Campazzo outplay you. And he outplayed our point guards. He outplayed Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie has been outplayed by whoever point, whatever point guard he's been matched up against. The point guard has been playing better him than him. I think Aaron Holiday played better than or made it more of an impact on the game than what Spencer Dinwiddie did. I think how Neto made more of an impact on what Spencer Spencer Dinwiddie did. And honestly, you can't look at how much these guys get paid. I think there's some guys that are getting paid big money that need to be not necessarily benched, but they might have to come off the bench. And, um, you know, we did miss Kuz tonight, but that's not the reason why we lost. If Kuz would have if Kuz would have played, it would have might have been better. But I'm not going to blame this on not having Rui, not having TB, because Guess what? The Nuggets have Jamal Murray out. Guess what? They have Michael Porter Jr. out. They have Will Barton out. They have multiple guys out, and their guys are stepping up. Marcus Howard hitting threes left and right. Um, Jeff Green had a field day out there, too. Their guy stepped up. Bones Highland had a good game. Um, it was a team effort from those guys. Monte Morris had 22 points. Like I said, he outplayed Spencer Dinwiddie. All, all the point guards that match up against Spencer Dinwiddie are outplaying him every night. First game, first play of the game. Spencer Dinwiddie does a pump fake. He has a he has an open lane. This is the first play of the game, I think. And he kicks it out to um to somebody to shoot a three. I think it was Denny to shoot a wide open three. Denny misses the three. Um just, just a rough night. When when Davies Bertans looks like your best player on the court, and I, I'll actually give Davies Bertans a little bit of um praise here. I thought he played with some effort. I thought he played with heart. He was one of the few guys that actually played with heart. And as much flack as we give Bertans. He shot the ball. He, he did shoot some awful shots where it looked like he was not even looking at the basket. But at least he did make some shots tonight. At least he did play with some heart. At least he did play hard. I'll give him some props. He probably was the best player on the, on the court tonight. Unfortunately, he should not be your best player on the court. And he kind of was. Um, just an ugly game from top to bottom. Of course, we, we're the comeback kids. We, we get down by 30. Then we try to come back at the last minute. And the only reason, a big reason why we only came back is because Jokic got ejected. Um, if he got ejected, we probably wouldn't have cut it to 10 points. And when we did get by t- down by 10, we actually had an opportunity to, to actually possibly win the game. That's how crazy it was. Because uh, we did cut I want to say we cut it to like eight, but then Daniel Gafford fell and then Aaron Gore had a wide open dunk. Um, but just an ugly game. I mean, they, they really might have to make some um, lineup changes, in my opinion. Um, like I said, I don't care if you're getting paid the big bucks or whatever, but some guys might have to be um, – a uh, change in the rotation. We're not. We're not getting the same mantras, Harold. It's just not the same trash from the beginning of the year. And he 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 didn't play bad tonight, but it's just not the same trash from that ten and three start. And um, a lot of people said, you know, are the Wizards frauds? Or is this sustainable? And I guess, unfortunately, it looks like the way we started is not is not sustainable right now. So um, we we just got outplayed. Bertans was a plus twenty two tonight, <laughs> and everybody else was a was a negative. Uh, Aaron Holiday was a plus 10. Corey Kisper was a plus 7. Corey Kisper, he tried. He gave some effort. KCP has a couple corner threes. But, yeah, we the pick and roll, a lot of ball watching on defense. But I, I could just go on and on about how, how bad uh, we played tonight. And I <laughs> and I, I got hoodwinked, and I said 50 wins, and it's not looking like it right now. It's not looking anywhere anywhere like it. Yeah. Um, <sighs> this is bad. This is really bad. Um, you could try to change the starting lineup. Spencer Dinwiddie isn't a starting point guard. I mean, I feel like I'm coming to that conclusion more and more with each game. He's not a starting point guard. I mean, maybe he's better off as a six man. Aaron Holiday comes in and attacks. He had 18 points, and he just looks like the better point guard out there. 
I mean, it's as simple as that. Maybe he needs a shot at the starting spot right now at the one. And then would he come off the bench? Maybe that's the, the thing. I know, I believe it was in the third quarter, and Spencer Dinwiddie at the time only had like three shot attempts. It was crazy. I don't get what he's doing out there. I mean, Chase said it when he was on. <laughs> they got him playing a position that he's not in, in a role that he's not, you know, used to playing, and that's not really his game. This whole team offensively is full of guys that's just playing roles that they shouldn't be playing. Bradley Bill, the playmaker, you know, 10 assists. But the issue is, and I'm not excusing Bradley Bill's play because as a, as a max guy, he should be playing better. But, you know, when you're expecting a guy to drop 30 points and then on top of that, he has to facilitate, I mean, he's trying to facilitate and stuff like that. Bradley Bill's role should only be focusing on scoring. You know, like last season he had Russ and he did a lot of the facilitating and Bradley Bill was just there to score the ball. And Bradley Bill's kind of doing, even even though you can say he's just making the right reads or he's just making the right passes, he's doing the point guard's job right now because the Wizards starting lineup doesn't have a point guard. And the guy who does start at the point guard position isn't doing that job and isn't playing well at all. So, I mean, Carl Polk, the scorer, I mean, not the catch-and-shoot guy, but the score. That's not a role he should be playing. Cal Kuzma, the playmaker. I don't know if that's really the role he should be playing. It's just a lot going on. It's a lot of guys playing roles that shouldn't be in specific roles that they're in. Something got to change. This roster's not looking good enough. I mean, they started off hot, and sadly, it's looking like they led Wizards fan, fans astray. You know, what we've seen is looking more and more like a facade. And this is looking more and more like the real Washington Wizards. And we said this West Coast trip, these really good teams, we're going to see what they're made of. And we're seeing what they're made of. <laughs> and even before tonight, we've been seeing what they made of. So, and honestly, they lucky they won the Pistons game because they can be on a losing streak right now, a big losing streak. So... They lucky with that one. But, guys, before we get into more about the game and just more thoughts on the Wizards and their struggles in general, we do have a message from my friends over at Truebill. Do you really need all those streaming services now that you're back in the office? The pandemic almost required us to have 12 different streaming services, but now that you're back in the office and you've watched every show available, what is the point of spending hundreds of a month on streaming services you don't even use. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped save them over 100 million. Like Matthew, who says, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved $120 for the year on my Cyrus XM bill, and saved $840 a year on car insurance. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. We also have a message from our friends over at Stance. 
Founded in 2009, Stan's appearance apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stan's brings a, a typical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest co collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in, that those who feel good do good. Go see for yourself, register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less, less ordinary with Stance. So, Ed... <sighs> I'm just really, you know, I'm just thinking, and it's funny to me, I'm just thinking about how well and how good we were and hyped about the team early in the season. I remember every episode you would get on and you would say you're getting more and more <laughs> bullish about the team. And I would say the same thing. And now, fast forward, complete 180. A complete 180, oh, man. God. It is just... Let me ask you this. Do you feel like there's any – do you see any future where this team can turn it around and get back to where they were? Or do you feel like what the Wizards we're seeing right now is, like, the real deal? Like, you you think this is a team that needs changes, that these struggles, like – if you may think they may get better, but not too much better. I mean, how do you feel? Mm, yeah, I was I was bamboozled. I was hood. I was hoodwinked. You know, I was tricked. <laughs> I was duped. You know, um, but they still can turn it around. I'm not very optimistic on them doing that. But um, <clears throat> excuse me. I mean, we we keep talking about Rui. We keep talking about TB, and those guys will help. Um, but they're not world beaters. They're not going to make us, you know, win ten or twelve or twenty more games. They're just not. But they they will help. Um, we could really use Rui. I really wish we could get him back sooner than later. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, same thing with, with Thomas Bryant. But um, they're not playing defense. We were a defensive team. That was our identity. We were going to win some games ugly. We weren't going to shoot the ball great. But we were going to defend. We were going to rebound. And we were going to get back on defense. You know, Trez was going to play hard. Trez was the best player on the team when we had that 10-3 run. And right now he's kind of uh, – he struggled against taller bigs. He struggled against Jokic tonight. He struggled against – Hassan Whiteside and Rudy Gobert. He struggled a little bit against uh, Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. So um, it's been tough for him. Gafford, the fouls, man, you just got to stop jumping. Jokic is going to do an up and under. He's going to do a pump fake. He's going to do every move in the book. And I know Wes Enzo Jr. Tried to probably tried to tell him that before the game because, you know, you saw Wes and, and Jokic hugging each other before the game. And Jokic loves Wes and Wes loves Jokic. They know, they know his game to a T. And that's the only thing with Gaff. Gaff had some good moments. He had a couple of nasty dunks and, and stuff like that. But he's got to stop jumping and he's got to stop fouling because he's hurting himself. He He's the one that's beating himself right now. Um, but, yeah, to, to answer your question, if Dinwiddie just doesn't pick it up, man, because he's he's our X factor. He's the guy that Tommy Shepard worked a five-team trade or six- or seven-team trade, this crazy trade. This offseason, he pulled a lot of strings to get this guy Dinwiddie here. He made a lot of strings or made a lot of things happen to make the, that contract work. And it took like it took like five days for the trade to just finish to even happen. You know, so 
I did not expect Dinwiddie to play like this. And I know he came off injury. And I, I understand you could come off a torn ACL to recovery time. I get that. But his play in the beginning was a lot better than what it is now. And him not being aggressive, him not playing well is really hurting this team. Bradley Bill's shooting slump is something that I did not expect to happen either. The shooting slump is – it looks like he's just – I keep saying he's going to get out of it. He's going to get out of it. He's going to shoot better. He's going to shoot better. But this is a game 25. This is game 28. I'm sorry. This is, yeah, this is game 28. And he he's – or game 25 for him. And he's he's nowhere near looking like he's going to get out of it. And you, you look at the body language on the bench. You look at the body language in the, in, the, in the games. We talked about this on last on the last episode. This is his first time really – or he's been a leader on some teams, but those teams were awful, you know, with, with Bonga and, you know, Garrison Matthews is balling with the Rockets. But, you know, Garrison Matthews was starting games and Jordan McRae was starting games. Isaiah Thomas was starting games. You know, uh, Ish Smith was starting games. We could use Ish Smith, to be honest. We could probably use Jordan McRae too, but um, – this is this is the first time where he's really being a leader. Russell Westbrook was that vocal leader last year, and that's that's just gonna happen. You know, Russell Westbrook, he's a rah rah guy. Bradley Bill's not that kind of guy. He's more of a reserve, chill kind of guy, and um, they don't really have a vocal leader right now. I mean, Trez with that guy, but Bradley Bill, we're looking him, we're looking at him to lead, and, and he's still learning how to be a leader. He's still learning how to be a leader, so it, it takes some time. But this team. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't. I don't know. We'll. We'll see. I mean, we like I said, the trade deadline is February tenth. I looked it up, so I know what day the trade that trade deadline is. I'm gonna evaluate then. February tenth is a huge day for the Washington Wizards. It's a huge day, and we'll see what happens by then. But uh, I. I still really didn't answer you. To answer your question, like I said, I'm. I'm gonna wait till February. I'm gonna wait till February first. February first is the day where I'm really gonna answer that question. You know what? What as you were talking, I was thinking about why. What I think the Wizards' issue is partially, you know, especially with guys not playing their typical roles. I don't think there's a guy that like Kyle Kuzma or Caldwell Pope, etc. You know, coming from playing with LeBron James, you know, like that's the guy right there. That's the guy you defer to, etc. I don't think. They feel like in a lot of the team, I don't think they feel like that there's a guy you defer to on this team. Like, I feel like everybody is just, they can get theirs. You know, they want their shots. They want the ball, et cetera. You know, I feel like there's not a, there's not a Kevin Durant that you know is the guy. Like, that's the guy you get the ball to. You come second, third, or whatever. He get his. Um... Bradley Bill is, I don't know. Like, maybe, I just don't know. I feel like maybe that's a factor into outside of just the coaching scheme, et cetera, and ball movement. Maybe that's the reason why guys are playing roles that they aren't really used to playing or should be playing. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just trying to figure things out. I've been trying to figure out why Bradley Bill's decline has been so sharp this season. I'm just trying to figure out a lot of things with this team right now, and it's just mind-boggling to me, and I can't figure it out. And I don't think they can figure it out either. And from the results of play that they've been showing us, I don't think they can figure it out either. Wes already said he dumbed down the offense. We've seen nothing different. If he didn't say that, I'd still be saying maybe he should simplify the offense, but he did, and nothing changed. The offense has been bad. 
even when they were an elite defense at the beginning of the season, the offense was bad. So something's got to change. And naturally, that's the start lineup. Naturally. The start lineup has been bad. It's been really bad. So you got to try something. And I'm not saying that's going to work. Maybe it'll spark something. Maybe it'll work. Who knows? But they got to change it. Always said when we were winning, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's broken. And it's getting smashed into more pieces and pieces every single game. It's getting broken up even more. So it's time to fix it. You know, it's time to fix it, Wes. So hopefully the Wizards get it together. The Wizards have, I believe, up next the Sacramento Kings, even though they're 11 and 17. Now, it ain't going to be an easy game either. Another late start, 10 p.m. So hopefully the Wizards, please give us something to stay up for that's worthy of watching. <laughs> please, Wizards. But before we get to the Kings preview and all that, and just like a mini preview, next episode we'll do more of an in-depth one, but just a mini little coverage of it. Uh, we do have a message from our friends over at Boost Mobile, Ed. Yeah, and don't forget to put in your mailbag questions down below. We are doing a mailbag episode tomorrow, so please comment your questions. Uh, but this episode is brought to you by Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes the power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all that brain power too and the power of one of america's largest 5g networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5g with all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain just how powerful you will you become switch to boost mobile and find out get a free samsung galaxy a32 5g when you switch to one of america's largest 5g networks more power to save boost mobile Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers, coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, so um, we got the Kings next, and they're playing better. Ever since they fired Luke Walton, they've been a tough team. They're not They're not the typical 11-17 team. And um, they can definitely punch us in the mouth. But like you said, with starting line, I, I think West needs to change some. Something has to give. Something has to change. And maybe it will be better for Spencer Dinwiddie to come off the bench. His best, some of his better years were, were when he came off the bench with the Brooklyn Nets, with D'Angelo Russell, Karis LeVert. They all shared minutes. He was able to come off the bench. Now, he had a good year when he was starting with Kyrie Irving got hurt. You know, he averaged 20 points and seven assists. But I just I, – personally, I think it would be, I think they need to change something because Aaron Holiday and Hollow Neto, they push the pace. They bring something different. And we need – we need some – we need we just need an energy jolt. We need a battery charge because we look lifeless. We're down by 10, the Cavs game, the Jazz game. We're always down by double digits every game, and it's, and it's for a reason, and we're seeing the reason why. I'm not going to blame everything on Spencer Dinwiddie, but the guard play has been awful. But at least Neto will, you know, 
they, they they're gonna at least play hard. I'm not saying Denwi's not playing hard, but they'll they'll provide some life and some type of energy. So, um, what do you think about the lineup? Do you think they should try to change, you know, some type of lineup, uh, switch some people out <sighs> I mean, for this yeah. Kings game? I mean, maybe you give Aaron Holiday the the start. Um, I think Aaron Holiday has done good in the games that Spencer Dinwiddie hasn't played. I think you give him the opportunity, bring Dinwiddie off the bench, give him a different look, give him give the lineup a different look. Uh, I think something just they got to do something because Bradley Bill's just out there going through the motions while they're playing. The team body language is bad. Everybody's just going through the motions, really, not just Brad. I mean, it's gotten worse. As the loss has piled up, the energy's gotten worse. The body language's gotten worse. Everybody's just out there playing until the um, clock hits zero at this point and not playing that hard. So I, I wouldn't mind a lineup change. I mean, how long can you put it off? And, yeah, my thing is this. My thing is this. I'm big on... Understanding that you may have possibly, you know, made a mistake. Not even make a mistake. I wouldn't even say make a mistake. I've never had an issue with and I never completely respect somebody saying like, oh, a front office, for example, saying we signed this guy to do this job and it's not working out right now. Maybe we switch it up. Just because we paid him doesn't mean that he has to start. Maybe he can come off the bench. Let's switch it up. Let's try to help him out. You know, that we, you know, you don't got to say the signing is the signing is a mistake yet. A lot of people are now, but it's nothing wrong with acknowledging that something isn't working. It's nothing wrong with acknowledging that what you thought was going to work isn't working right now, and you may need to switch it up. It's nothing wrong with with being accountable. It's nothing wrong with being accountable. And you expect to be something this this season. So if you're not getting the production out of the guy you brought in, you need to change it up. I mean, it's not like we're talking about a Russell Westbrook here. You know what I mean? Like, Russ is Russ. You're not putting Russell on the bench. We're talking about Spencer Dinwiddie, who's not a superstar, who's not a star. I don't – not an all-star. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, he he can be – put on the bench to come off the bench. You know, we're not talking about a a certified star here. You know, there's nothing wrong with making those adjustments. And as far as the Kings, just to hit the Kings quickly, they better come out playing, man, because they got Holmes, Rashawn Holmes, who's really good. Metu's been playing good. Halliburton, Harrison Barnes, Fox, obviously. Alex Lynn, the former wizard. But he healed off the bench, Bagley off the bench, Davion Mitchell off the bench. They got some guys, man. They got some, you know, they got some fight in them. So the Wizards better come out to play or they're going to get ran out the building again. So, mm. I mean, that, that's just my quick thoughts on the Kings. But before yeah. we end it, is, was there any other quick last thoughts you wanted to say? Or that's um, pretty much I mean, you, you, you hit the nail on the head with Dinwiddie. I mean, if I think it would be better for him to come off the bench and be a six man. Like I said, he did, he's done it before in Brooklyn. And it might give him some time for his knee to heal a little bit too, so he can just come in and see how the game and the flow of the game is going. But the Kings are on a three-game skid right now. They did say uh, there's a report from the Athletic that um, Bagley and Buddy Hield are available in a trade. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll see if that affects the game tomorrow. But no, that's it. 
that's it for tonight. Um, almost lost by 30 points tonight, so, so that's it for me. Yeah, I, I don't blame you, Ed. Um, But <laughs> thanks, guys, for making Locked On, which is your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. I want to thank you guys again for tuning in, staying up late with us to watch that happen. Um, like Ed said, make sure you guys send us questions, YouTube comments, Twitter, send in the questions for your mailbag, for the mailbag episode that we have coming for you guys. Like, subscribe on YouTube, five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for sticking in there with us. Yep. <laughs> All right, y'all. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 